the word of God to speak, the rhema word. That is the word that God speaks to us now as we're going through, as we are seeking wisdom. Uh, I really believe God is saying, don't faint, don't lose heart, but I want you to know that I am with you. Welcome to the Renovari podcast, a place for honest and unhurried conversations about interactive life with God. I'm Grace Pouch, sitting in for Nathan Foster. The Renovari podcast recently released its 250th episode, so we decided it's a great time to go through our archive and re-release some of our favorites. The first one is from Nate's conversation with Don Thomas during the early days of the pandemic. Don has shared his music, his pastoral leadership, and his spiritual gifts of intercession and faith with Renovari for 30 years now. In 2018, he received a cancer diagnosis, and on Thursday, April 27th, cancer finally brought Don's earthly life to an end. How powerful to have his words recorded here saying, I may die with cancer, but God has blessed me to not live in fear. God gave Don a wave of energy for five more years of life beyond his diagnosis, and we treasured every moment. We're going to miss him dearly. Make sure to listen to the end of this episode, where Don sings, My help comes from the Lord, in his clear and strong, unforgettable voice. Pastor Don, how are you, sir? Hey, Nathan, how are you? I'm well, and I'm just delighted that we get to talk today. Likewise, likewise. We're living in uh, quite an interesting time, and uh, anything that can be shaken is being shaken right now. Yeah, that is true. You mentioned you're seeing some good things birth with your church in this season. We are seeing some wonderful things. Um our small group ministry, for instance, is has increased incredibly. It, it, it's amazing what's what's happening there. And most of these our small groups are now happening by either Zoom or conference call, uh, something like that. And and it's amazing what God is doing through this process. And frankly, I think God is challenging the church to be the church that he created, the small group, uh, wonderful personal encounters with God and each other, or each other and God being present with us is amazing. And we're seeing in this month uh, a, an increase in the number of people who uh, are being reached in our church, as well as people who are coming to know about us, a uh, live stream. On a good Sunday morning, we can have five to 700 people. But since we've been doing the live streaming, there are thousands of people who are responding. And it's amazing. It's, it's an amazing opportunity that God has given us. Yes. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. For yeah. 
Hey, we, we've been working a little with the charismatic stream, and, and yes. I, I wondered if you might have uh, a word for us, or a help in terms of working with that stream. Yes, I, I uh, uh, in this time, there have been a few things that I've seen God really minister to us about. The very first thing, it's in Luke uh, 18, 1, where Jesus gives the parable of the persistent widow. Uh, the first verse, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. That's the English translation. Don't lose heart. The King James says, don't faint. And unfortunately, the, the incredible emphasis regarding uh, COVID-19, the disease that causes the coronavirus, um, is uh, causing people to fear. People are just afraid. Our schools are closed. Many businesses are closed. A number of things are happening. And a lot of people are, are afraid. But on the other hand, it's giving, for instance, our church to really participate in prayer like we've never done before. One of the gifts of our church is the wonderful ministry of prayer. Uh, our lead pastor has written a number of books on prayer and, uh, and it's significant. Every Wednesday night we do a thing called The River where we have a combination of prayer and worship interceding for our communities. And, but now, since uh, we cannot meet on Sunday morning, Something is significantly exploding in, in uh, our church, and that is uh, by the Spirit of God, by the Holy Spirit, the wonderful emphasis on prayer. And it's exciting to see. It's exciting uh, to understand what God is doing in our midst. What are your prayers looking like these days? One of the things that I'm doing. Levon and I are doing, and Micah and uh, many of our friends, we, we are speaking to the wonderful emphasis that uh, God has given uh, to the church out of Ephesians, the whole thing of putting on the whole armor of God. Well, in, in the uh, 17th verse of chapter 6, um, it says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Uh, taking the sword of the spirit. And that really has touched me and challenged me. Then allowing for the sword of the spirit uh, to be the word of God. Uh, Paul says it is the word of God. And that word, word uh, in that verse is the Greek word. Rhema. In other words, as we are going through this life and as we're going through the coronavirus pandemic, I mean, this is a worldwide phenomenon. And rather than allow for this pandemic to bring fear in our hearts, why don't we pray 
by the Spirit of God and allow for the Word of God to speak, the rhema word, that is the word that God speaks to us now as we're going through, as we are seeking wisdom. Uh, I really believe God is saying, don't faint, don't lose heart, but I want you to know that I am with you uh, in this time. And so uh, periodically we will go through um, this process. I, I call it putting on the whole armor of God. And many times we'll be here and uh, we'll say, I put on the belt of truth. Jesus, you are uh, our truth. I put on the breastplate of righteousness and we'll demonstrate and, and put on the breastplate of righteousness. Jesus, Jesus, you are my righteousness. And I'll put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. Jesus, you're the good news. And then I'll take up the shield of faith and uh, say, Jesus, you are the faithful one. Then I'll put on the helmet of salvation. Jesus, you are my savior. Then I take up the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit. Jesus, you are the word of God, the rhema word of God to us. And then I take all prayer and we say, Jesus, you are our indwelling intercessor. And consequently, we stand complete in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's not magic. Paul is using the uh, military armor that uh, Roman soldiers had. And what he's doing is saying to us, put on the armor that God gives us for spiritual warfare against the spirit of fear. You know, that powerful verse that says, uh, God has not given us the spirit of, of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. We have an opportunity to pray and to push back the encroaching darkness and fear and disease by certainly uh, praying that God would protect us, but having good sense to not be around where the virus is, and consequently, self-quarantine. And uh, But the church is no less the church. Even though we're going through this, we still remain the church. And um, with all the, the, the stuff that God gives us to protect ourselves and to really be challenged. There's a tension where we want wisdom, we want yes. good common sense, and yeah. you know, there are certain restrictions <laughs> that we need to follow. Um, and and then there's that piece of, of, of fear. And, and I always think of fear as um, kind of simply fears to alert you of danger, right? That there's a bear yes. in my room, I should be afraid. That's um, right. <laughs> and I should respond. But anything beyond that is um, not helpful, fruitful, and destructive. What would you say to folks um, when the kind of worry and fear begins to creep up? What can we do? Well, I, I think my, my mind goes back to Second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat being surrounded by armies who want to destroy uh, his land and his people. And he acknowledges that he's afraid. I think we have to acknowledge the fact that fear is real. 
But fear can drive us to God. And it can take us, uh, not unlike uh, Jehoshaphat. And he goes and he gathers all the people and he says, uh, listen, we're surrounded by these armies. They want to destroy us. But we need to pray. And he prays and acknowledges his fear and allows for people to feel that. But in praying, God responds to him, don't be afraid. There's the spirit of God is activated in his praying. And uh, there's the, the uh, a prophetic utterance from that community. Uh, a person who is led by the spirit is able to say, hey, this is not your battle. This is the Lord. And, uh, and then the Lord gives strategy on what to do and how to do. And he allows for worshipers to lead the parade. Uh, and the, the worshiping becomes a militaristic response to the armies and the fear that they once had. And there's a promise that God will um, really bring people out of the fear into the presence of God. The wonderful presence of God is so incredible because he gives us confidence in the midst of fear, in the midst of coronavirus, and in the midst of people dying and afraid. He gives us the ability to hear him, to receive wisdom and strategy. He says to Jehoshaphat, I want your people tomorrow to go, and uh, I want you to set ambushments in, in terms of praising, and they do that, and the enemy armies are confused. They hear worship, and the worship confuses the communication network of, of the enemy armies, and they begin to kill each other, and, um, uh, and then they have wonderful victories. There's restoration, there's recovery. And there's the wonderful opportunity that they are able to take advantage of the spoils of war. And I think what God is saying to us in this time, you hear of these things, Matthew 24, you hear of wars and rumors of wars, you hear of pestilences, you hear of a number of things, earthquakes in many places, but the end has not come. The thing that is important, don't let people, even false prophets, say things that I have not said. The end has not come yet. And the end will only come when we have discipled the world for Jesus Christ, that we will proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. And that's vital. And so when we know that fear cannot overtake us, there's a scripture that says, People's hearts are failing them because of fear. I don't want the body of Christ to be so challenged by fear that we cannot hear God, that we can really intercede in prayer and allow for the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into a place of comfort. Part of the work of the Holy Spirit is he is paraclete, uh, paraclete, 
He is the one who comes alongside us and comforts us. He helps us in these times. And so it's, it's a wonderful opportunity that we have not to be afraid. I like this connection of, you know, taking fear and, and a movement towards worship. Yes. Worship's a big part of your life. Yes. Your, your gifting. Yes. Um, what happens for you? What does worship do for you that then helps kind of transcend and move beyond some of these destructive feelings? It was December 2018 when I received the news from my uh, urologist that I have prostate cancer. Had anyone ever told me that, uh, Don, you have prostate cancer, I would have been very afraid because uh, the word cancer can bring a lot of fear. And it was interesting, uh, Nathan, that as the doctor was speaking to me, I sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit saying to me, Don, I've just taken the spirit of fear from you. You do not have to be afraid of the cancer because uh, I am with you and, uh, and I'm going to touch your body. I will heal your body. That blew me away. And I, after talking to the physician, said to Lavon, I'm blown away by the fact that uh, I don't feel the fear. And, and I said, Do you, this is not magic. I know it isn't. This is the presence of God that I've practiced uh, in my life for many, many years. And But it was a spirit of worship, a spirit of comfort that God gave me. And then uh, in the process, I, I have to go through, I don't know what to do, and and we're trying to figure out how do I get this kind of treatment. And uh, and then uh, I, we're just praying. And we we got a group of people, including our Renovari board and friends. And we began, I, we called them a, our, our um uh, helpers, our prayer helpers, and and uh, every inch of this process, I began to send out requests for prayer. Pray. I don't know what to do in terms of treatment. I don't know how to handle this. I've never had this before. And every inch of the way, uh, the Lord be began to give us insight. Um, when it came time. Uh, I, I talked to a number of people, friends of mine, who had had prostate cancer, and they had various uh, treatments that they had. And then one lady called me, a friend, and she says, you know what? I work uh, at this particular hospital. I know this physician <laughs> who is an oncologist, um, radiologist, and he performs surgery for prostate cancer and and plus he's a believer and i have given your number to him and he's going to call you wow that happened he calls me i tell him what happened 
uh, and uh, my PSA number was 23, and that was pretty high. And Levon and I go to the uh, his office and and determine that he would do a surgery, and I agreed. And after the surgery, the, uh, the radial seating surgery, 35 radiation treatments afterwards. Now my number is from 23 to uh, 1.9. 0 0.2 is the number where they will declare me cured. But it has been both not living in fear, but living in confidence in the Lord. I'm 70 years old, but I feel like a young man because God has energized me in a wonderful way. And I may die with prostate cancer. I'm not declaring that, but I'm saying that God has, has blessed me to not live in fear. And by the way, uh, having confidence in God does not eliminate facts of dealing with the uh, reality. I live in the reality of knowing that God has just given me an opportunity to, to say, yes, Lord, thank you for what you've done in me and through me. And so I want to challenge those who are listening. Uh, don't allow for this coronavirus to bring you to paralysis, inactivity, because of fear. Don't allow that to happen. <laughs> this sense of the diagnosis comes, and then this this word of not to be afraid, this sense of God's healing, yet you don't quite know what that looks like, but there are days ahead, and here we are. This has been a while, yeah. right? Uh, yes. How do you hold that that tension of, you know, the fact that you are still going, right? There, there's... This is amazing, right? We're going to it call is, that. Those numbers is. are down. And yeah. yet not knowing what is in store for the next year. How do you hold those? Well, uh, we used to sing a song at, in the uh, church I grew up in. I don't know about tomorrow, but I know who holds tomorrow. And I know he holds my hand. Um, uh, that's my confidence. Um, that God is with me, I'm with him, and uh, uh, if I were to die today, it won't be because I'm sad, but I am just full of the joy of God that I had the opportunity to live for him and to uh, be a part of what he constantly does uh, in my life. And um, I, I, I have been blessed with a lovely wife, 47 years, by the way, Nathan. <laughs> Congrats. The Lord has just been good. Facing the challenges of the day, um, knowing that God is, is with us, is good enough for me. <laughs> and... Um, uh, as I said at the beginning, uh, I take the sword of the Spirit, uh, which is the Word of God, and I listen to His Word to me, His Rhema Word daily, His Word that gives us uh, significant strength. Uh, even uh, one of uh, Renovari's uh, 
key verses that God gave Richard, Second uh, Corinthians 4.16, outwardly we are wasting away, but inwardly we are being renovated or renewed day by day. And that's, that's how I want to live my life. That's, that's how I try to live my life. And uh, God is faithful. Don, would you have a song for us? I, I know the technology's. I mean, I respect you as a musician, so I hesitate to even ask. You know, with this, is that is that something you? There's a there's a little song that uh, we sung uh, this past week. Some friends and I. It's called "My Help." It's really based on uh, Psalms one twenty one. Uh, I'll, I'll sing a little bit of it. By the way, the young lady who wrote this song in 1980, I believe, she was struggling with drug addiction. She loved the Lord and gifted family and so forth, and but could not seem to get away from it. And God gave her that verse, the, that chapter. And in 10 minutes, she wrote this powerful song. It says, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the Lord which made heaven and earth. He said he would not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved. The Lord which keepeth thee, he will not slumber nor sleep. My help, my help, my help, all of my help cometh from the Lord. That's the song. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Don. Thank you. And those are good words from our friend Don Thomas, talking with Nate back in April of 2020. It is a treasure to have this recording, and especially as we celebrate Don's life, to hear it again. I'm Grace Pouch, and you've been listening to the Renovari podcast, which is made possible by donations from people like you. You can support this podcast with a tax-deductible gift at renovari.org slash donate. Renovari is a Christian ecumenical renewal effort, which offers resources and experiences to help people become more like Jesus. You can find articles and other resources at our website, renovari.org. We love hearing your questions or thoughts. Email podcast at renovari.org or tweet at renovari. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. This podcast is produced by Brian Morcon, who also wrote the opening song titled Be Kind. I hope you'll join us next time for more Encore episodes of the Renovari podcast. Thanks for listening.